0: Wow, we're just not—we just, just, just 100% cold open. Let's get right into this. Welcome to the Ready Set Review (sighs) Show. Uh, (sighs) We are so excited to be able to talk to you guys today about an awesome, awesome awesome news article that came out
1: dude talk about childhood heroes this is the first time in my life where a childhood hero actually is a childhood hero so for those of you that have not read the news that's literally everywhere because the media is pretty much run by millennials like myself and anthony so this was a big deal for us mr feeney the uh teacher quintessential uh teacher from boy meets world the show that we all loved growing up as a kid if you Claim that you did not love or watch Boy Meets World growing up as a kid. You're just a fucking liar. Um, so well, Mr. Feeney. William Daniels. Yes, William Daniels. Daniels, Daniels.
0: The, the actor who played Mr. Feeney. He also played uh, Kit in Knight Rider. He yes, that's right. Kit he was in Kit. Knight Rider.
1: So news came out this week that he uh, foiled an attempted burglary of his home. And and just for the record, Mr. Feeney is 91 years old, right? So uh, <laughs> I read the article. I'm not going to lie. I really expected it to be like – kind of more badass than it was it was a little a little banal but like you know he so the story goes he's chilling at home uh in california with his wife lights are off you like you know in the one back door or whatever and he hears the the sound of someone you know trying to jimmy the door or someone trying to get in obviously he's not expecting any company because it's late at night apparently so he walks to the back door turns on the light sees the guy that's there trying to get into his house the guy sees him and runs because he's like oh shit it's Mr. Feeney. I got to go. <laughs>
0: you know, I actually think it was just uh, – uh, I think it was just Corey
1: Matthews coming to say hello or
0: maybe, uh, maybe, it, was, uh, maybe it was
1: Sean. <laughs> I mean that is just – that that's just quintessential fucking Mr. Feeney right there. It's like you're you, – you think you grow out of the phase of being afraid of your teachers from grade school, but you never really do.
0: Yeah. And I think no. this guy,
1: I think the guy trying to break into the house had one of those flashbacks to like second grade. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which it was actually, wasn't it actually uh, Corey's brother? It was Eric Matthews. Yeah. Who would always stand on the back and he would scream
1: for Mr. Feeney. Yup. Mr. Feeney! Mr. Feeney! Because <laughs> you're, could you imagine that being neighbors with your teacher, any teacher? It was no, no. Awful. No, it would not be. Good. Unless she was hot. Be that, that'd be you okay. No,
0: and I mean, oh, man, Boy Meets World for me was just so pivotal in just my my development as a child, because I, when I was a kid, Boy Meets World was on, and, yeah. and had, had Corey as a little kid, and then as I grew and, and became a teenager, so did Corey, and it was really cool, you know, it was a really, um, it was a really cool experience, you know, Ben Savage is just a, a you know, he was a good actor, he was in the, the right place at the right time, and,
1: and what I think is particularly cool about that is that we are of the generation where we were, we were watching TV at the time where like syndication really started to become a thing so we got the best of both worlds because i specifically remember watching boy meets world at the same time when i was also watching the wonder years starring fred savage's older brother ben savage i'm sorry ben savage's older brother fred savage yeah and uh, very similar stories you know some of you have the, the 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 kid the dickhead older brother the best friend and the the love interest like very you know a very modern day not modern anymore but modern day wonder years and it was like you know you, you had all the feels for Topanga, and you had all the feels for Wendy, and it was just like, you know, growing up and becoming a, becoming a guy and, like, having those emotions and those yeah, feelings. Yeah, I
0: even think that – I think there was an episode where Ben Savage made a, an appearance. I think he was in mm-hmm. one of the Wonder Year episodes, if I'm not mistaken. And then there's a great movie called Little Monsters that actually has both. Um, And it it stars Howie Mandel as – he plays like the main monster. Uh, But just an awesome like kids movie uh, that I remember uh, when I was growing up. And and Fred Savage is is one of the main characters and then Ben Savage is also in it as a – playing his little brother,
1: coincidentally. Yeah, so so while we're on the topic of uh, nostalgia and things that are great from the 80s and 90s – I'm just going to preface this by saying we're, uh, we're big fans of movies, in case you guys weren't aware. <laughs> so we're entering the movie section of the show. <laughs> and One of the things that we really love to do are go to the special screening events of movies that get played on the big screen that Absolutely. came out in theaters before either of us were born. So me personally, one that always sticks out in my head is one time I got to go see uh, First Blood. Uh, about maybe it's about ten years ago. Uh, First Blood was back out in theaters for whatever anniversary it was celebrating, and it was just a great experience to see it on the big screen. I've seen Animal House on the big screen that was recent. So the latest movie coming to the big screen this year to uh, celebrate it, so uh, I want to say it's thirtieth anniversary, a thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. 30th anniversary, yeah. Uh, in November, is Die Hard.
0: What a great movie to be putting back on the big screen! What and, a great
1: Christmas movie! A great
0: mean. Christmas movie, just an incredible <laughs> Christmas movie, and, and there is no question about it. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> so and, is
1: Die Hard Two, technically. Uh, that's right. It actually right? is, isn't it? It isn't it? Yeah, it is. Right. People, kai, yay, people always say, "What's your favorite Christmas movie?" Obviously, Die, Die Hard. hard. And then they and then and then they groan and roll their eyes and they say, "What's your second favorite Christmas movie?" Die Hard Two. Die hard 2. <laughs> Is there any question about this? Now the real, the real debate,
0: right? The real debate is, is almost famous a Christmas movie because it starts out during Christmas. Now the beginning of the movie is it starts out on Christmas. Now yeah, of course it goes and it, it goes beyond there, but uh, I,
1: I would argue that
0: it has Christmas. Tie-ins, but not necessarily a Christmas.
1: Yeah, thing. I was going to say, that. That's a te- stop that argument. Yeah, right. That's that a terrible done. argument. <laughs> yeah. Maybe but a little so, bit of a stretch. So if you're a fan of movies, which I would assume you would be, otherwise you wouldn't be fucking listening
0: to this <laughs> podcast. Hey, man, maybe they could just be a, a fan of comedy because <laughs> we're, you know... <laughs>
1: We're fucking hilarious. Are
0: we, though? When we we try really, really hard. Yeah, maybe sometimes. Occasionally we can be funny. Occasionally.
1: So as most of these things are, go to fathomevents.com. Check it out if it's playing near you. It's obviously not getting a wide release across, you know... 500 screens across the country. It's going to be very limited for only a couple of weekends. But if you have it playing in your in your neck of the woods, definitely go check it out and see it, especially if you're of our generation where it came out in theaters before you were born.
0: Yeah, and go see it on the big screen. And, 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 you know, if you can, and if it's playing at a local theater... You know, last episode we talked about the uh, experience that we had with Venom and going into seeing yeah. it on a uh, a local theater. It's actually a Bow tie uh, cinema that was near us. that's a a family-owned, it's a locally owned uh, uh, cinema and it just it had that all the nostalgia, right? No stadium seating, like it just, you know, <laughs> projection, yeah. it, you know, it's just, you know, no 3D, no IMAX. Just yeah. there's one aisle. Up, yeah, just in one the center, aisle. That's it. The great popcorn taste that they have, like, you know, uh, it was just a good experience. So I definitely encourage, you know, go and support your local movie theaters.
1: And, you know, as much as we love nostalgia here, there is such a thing as too much nostalgia. There are times when nostalgia backfires. And uh, we're going to talk about what I think will end up being a cautionary tale. Because Disney, uh, some reports came out this week that Disney is looking to... Reboot Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. And I, just, and I hear that the they want to have <laughs> a female Jack Sparrow. Okay, re- regardless of what they want to do to try and check all the diversity boxes. The last Pirates of the Caribbean movie literally just came out a year ago. And it's too... It doesn't need a reboot. Yeah, why Stop! would you reboot it? Why? why? It makes
0: no fucking sense. Yeah, oh man. Cinemas are... and, and um, Production companies are just so into, you know, having set audiences right now.
1: Yeah, they're really grabbing at straws <laughs> here. Because Disney. let's not forget, before the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out in, I want to say 2003, don't quote me on that, but yeah, think somewhere around, around that, that time, there. right? Yeah,
0: right around that time. So
1: a lot of people at, at Disney, clearly, has already forgotten the fact that before that movie came out, pirate movies were not bankable movies. They did not no. make money. They lost Whoa. money.
0: What was what name uh, a pirate movie that came out? What was the what was the Ron
1: John oh, with? No, um, no, Cut Cutthroat Island. What? The Cutthroat Island is one of the most famous bombs in all of movie history. The movie costs like. Two hundred million dollars to make in the nineties, which was unheard of at yeah, the time, yep. and it didn't even make like a quarter. It was awful. It was so fucking bad. Yeah, and there there's a, a other list of pirate movies, but you know it wasn't like it wasn't like westerns where westerns had its time and like you couldn't miss on a western. You know, they're right. like your classic action movies. Pirate movies never made money, and they were never good. Nobody liked them, and Disney knew that. They took a gamble on when they made Pirates of the Caribbean, and the gamble obviously paid off in a big way. Those are some great movies. But, like I said, it, it just came out a year ago. Stop. Yeah, Stop it, it. It doesn't need a remake. Why Why make a remake? Yeah, if, if, anything, if anything, continue... The storyline that exists in the universe they've established, and, and just get it. all new characters.
0: Yeah, all new characters. Who yeah. cares? You don't know, make he, Jack
1: Sparrow a woman. Just make a new pirate and have her be a be female. 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 That's yeah, what have her be a
0: woman. Yeah, don't call her Jack Sparrow. Just call her something else. You know, call her whatever you want. You yeah. know, and you know, it's it's I do not quite care if you call her like Long John Silver or something. I, you know, I don't Long know. Long Jane
1: Silver. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, it's a fucking terrible idea, and again, this is just very early news. Nothing has been confirmed. There's obviously no no writers or directors or actors attached to anything. It's just news that came out this week, and it's uh, I think if they go ahead with it, I, I think it's going to be fucking terrible. Yeah, I think it's going to bomb.
0: Um, I, I'm not, I'm not really. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm definitely no selling that one. So, yeah, yeah.
1: You yeah, know, it, it's going to be really bad, and I don't understand
0: why they're they're rebooting it. Yeah, but I mean, look, if you're into pirate movies, if that's your thing, definitely check it out. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, let us know if you liked it or not. But uh, once it comes out, you know, uh, but uh,
1: yeah. So speaking of Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp has a new movie coming out uh, next week, actually, I believe. Uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald, the latest uh, installment in the Harry Potter, now the Fantastic Beasts series. Looks like quite a good movie. But on the topic of Johnny Depp, some other news that came across this week. uh, Notorious gangster Whitey Bulger... Died in prison or excuse me, let me that. Was killed in prison this week. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I heard it was during a, a prisoner transfer as yes. well. Yeah, somewhere uh, in West Virginia. Yeah, somewhere in West Virginia. It just it sounded like somebody didn't want him to uh, to
1: live out the rest of his days. No, hundred percent. And like what more, you know, kind of a fitting end for a guy like Whitey Bulger. And let's and let's let's be serious here. I, I we don't give we don't give two fucks about Whitey Bulger or his career, or his life. Nah, the reason so we bring much. it up is because Whitey Bulger was the topic of a wonderful movie starring Johnny Depp called Black Mass. Yeah. yeah. So talking about Bonnie uh, Bonnie. Johnny Depp. Just gonna talk about Black Mass for a minute here. Yeah. This this movie you've seen this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it is that movie is that not Johnny Depp's sweet spot playing real life people? Yeah, I would I would have to agree
0: with you. Well, I mean, I don't know, because Jack Sparrow wasn't, and when he first played Jack Sparrow, I thought he did a great job. I, I thought that um you know, I, 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 you know, well, I,
1: Pirates of the Caribbean aside, I'm talking about think about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas yeah, where he played yeah. Hunter S. Thompson, yeah, was, and then Blow where he played uh, uh yes, George Young, yeah, right, yeah. like yeah, which, Def- you have
0: to say those are some of his best movies, right, you know? exactly, and um and I I don't disagree with you, and I think that um, you know, I, I was a fan of the movie, um I, I you know I wasn't a huge fan of it, um I know the Departed is loosely based off of Woody Bulger, and that's yes. my preferred. Um, My preferred telling of the story uh, Even though it's not as closely uh, Historically
1: accurate Um, But yeah, I mean um, Yeah, The Departed is a great Example of taking real life Events and just making them your own. Like, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like, 100%. You
0: can't beat it. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Jack
1: Nicholson is just the man. Yeah, and
0: just an all-star cast, too. I mean, you just have, like, anybody who's everybody in that movie. And it was just, I mean, just the acting was phenomenal. The drama was phenomenal. Um, the, the the twists and turns were great. And, yeah, and it was, you know, it was, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, it, um, it's, it's tough to beat
0: The Departed. But, uh,
1: you know. So if you haven't seen Black Mask, go see it. Like I said, Johnny Depp is—I think he's in his best element when he's playing real life people, especially uh, crazy real life people, like yeah, the, he, he tends to do. Like he's—he's he's great at that. Um, so other things happening this week. So we talked about things that shouldn't happen in terms of the Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Yep. Let's talk about things that should happen, but in fact are not happening.
0: So, yeah. So, one of the things that we've been uh, really, really excited for... One of the things that we've been really excited for is uh, the Boba Fett movie that is supposed to be coming out. Um, And now it's not going to be coming out. Um, They have switched it to being now a series about the Mandalorian Super Commandos. Which I really like. I don't don't think that's a bad thing. And I think that... um, uh, I think that they've got a good team that's working on it. Um, I think that um, you know, I think that they could really tell a really cool story as, and they're making it not be about Boba Fett, but being about the other
1: um, the other Mandalorian super commandos. Now, I totally agree. And now, here's the question though: Is because this has been this has been the rumor that's been thrown around. Of course, Disney has neither confirmed nor denied. Um, Is the cancellation of the Boba Fett movie, is that a product of Solo's less-than-stellar box office performance? Um,
0: I I think that it is more an indication of uh, the way that people are consuming um, digital media right now, and I would say uh, movies, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that people are... Are really diving into TV shows. I mean, you, you look at things like Maniac, you look at Game of Thrones, you look at, um, you, know, uh, 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 you know, things like uh, Better Call Saul and, and before that Breaking Bad, obviously, and The Wire, right? People are now going back and watching The Wire, you know, 10 years later. And really having an amazing experience while watching him probably more than 10 years later now. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, you know, and having an amazing experience, getting a chance to sit there and marathon it. I think it's it's just a – it's a way that people are, are consuming their their uh, visual media right now. And I think that it's – um like it's a sign of the times. Plus, you know, uh, John Favreau, come on. Like, if there's anybody who could do it, I, I think that he could do a great movie about – Bounty Hunters and about the Mandalorians, yeah. right? You know, the question to me is – I know in, in the, the – what do they call it? The Star Wars Extended Universe or is it
1: – I the, honestly don't even know. I
0: forget what they call like the um, the alternate reality, all of the books and everything that were written before they did the, the – Oh,
1: Pod. you mean all the stuff that's not canon yeah, now? Yeah, all the
0: stuff that's not canon. I, I think they're really calling know? it the Extended, extended Universe. Yeah, the Star Wars yeah. Extended Universe. So – um, with the Star Wars Extended Universe, the, the Mandalorians were actually some of the people that were hired to kill off the remaining Jedi that right. didn't get killed um, from Order 66. So I think it would be really cool to see, are the Mandalorians going to be the ones that – are there going to be Jedi in it? Do we get to see Mandalorians killing Jedi? You know, I, I think it would be really cool. I think I think it would be an interesting topic. I think it would be an interesting thing to, to base a show around. And, you know, you can make it funny and almost have it kind of like a, a Firefly, if you will, where you make it about a Mandalorian crew, you know, and you have them getting to these, like, yeah. zany hijinks. And even though they're the main characters of the show, they're both the heroes and the villains at the same time.
1: So I totally agree with what you're saying about the Mandalorian. I'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with you about the reason the Boba Fett movie was canned because <laughs> I think that that is 100% a product of Solo not doing well at the box office. And that's not to say that Solo was a bad movie because it absolutely wasn't. But I still don't understand. I think Disney shot themselves in the foot a little bit here because you know they've been they've been going on this schedule of December releases. And everything was successful. And arguably, Solo was probably the weakest of those movies. So, like, maybe that's why they gave yeah, it a 100%. different release date. Like, I, I, I don't know. But again, it's by no means a bad movie. But it came very quickly on the heels of – and actually, you know what? That actually brings up a good point. I, I'm going to amend my, my statement there. Um, Solo did poorly, I think – for two reasons. A, because of not the, just the fact that it was not as good as the rest of the movies they'd been releasing, but they did not expect um, The Last Jedi to be as divisive as it was. Right, and I think that right. soured a lot of people on Solo, which they were already not that hype about to begin with. So I think all of that kind of like turned into a perfect storm, and that's why they canned the Boba Fett movie because they said, wait a minute. Like, okay, maybe everything we do in the Star Wars universe isn't just like shitting gold. Let's pump the brakes a little bit here before we sink another $100 million into a movie that might not do well.
0: Yeah, I, and I, I think it's more to your point that you made it uh, originally is can you have too much nostalgia? Right? I, I, You know, with, with Star Wars, they went in and tried to milk the the, the nostalgia um, feels that we all have with the first movie. And you went and saw Force Awakens and walking out of that movie, I was in seventh heaven. You know, it was incredible. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Getting a chance to watch it a second and third time. You know, I've seen the original three probably a hundred times. You know, since I was a kid, you know, and and getting a chance to watch that movie again, you realize that it's really it's okay. Yeah, it's not it's
1: not a bad movie, but it's just and that's how I feel about Solo, because it's like. Solo's again one of those movies. Again, it, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't but bad, it was but it was one hundred percent a movie yeah. we did not need. Yeah, because Han Solo is one of those characters where you 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 take away the the part of what makes his character is his mystique and the fact that you don't know a lot about his backstory. Like all my entire life, you know, one thing I've never one burning question I've never had. I've never asked myself, you know, what is the Kessel Run? I've never fucking cared. All I needed to know was that the Millennium Falcon did it in 13 parsecs. That's all that ever mattered. So, those of us like, who have played the Star Wars CCG yeah. back in the
0: day, <laughs> the original Decipher Star Wars CCG, you were able to understand the fact that the Kessel run is a smuggler's run from Kessel. <laughs> Uh, I I, 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 uh, I knew very well what the Kessel Run was. Uh, I, I was a huge, huge fan of the Decipher Star Wars CCG when I was a kid. Uh, I bought I spent so much ridiculous money. And I still have all of my cards. Um, and I have some awesome cards, too. But anyway, uh, yeah. And so I and one of the things that you could do is take the Millennium Falcon and do a Kessel Run, which is essentially you have to take – uh, you have to, it's, it's essentially cargo and you have to take cargo right. and take it to castle and then make it back from castle. And the farther that you can go, the more money that you get from it. So when they say that, um, Han Solo made the castle run in 12 parsecs. What is it it's 12. Parsecs.
1: Oh yeah. 12. I said 13. Yeah. yeah, yeah 12 yeah. parsecs. Yeah. yeah. So I would actually just like to take this moment to let everybody know that, uh, I'm married to a very hot girl. Anthony has a very hot girlfriend, so we're we're not that we, we are that nerdy, but like, you know Dude, Nerds rule the no, world. Nerds though. rule the world right now. Nerds rule the world. So, it's, it's it's one of the best times to be you know, a nerd
0: cuz so being is. a nerd is cool and it's embracing because Every single person that's out there right now, whether you're a, a quote unquote, you know, nerd into comic books and stuff yep. like that, or you're like a jock and you're just into sports, right? I think that we have the absolute crossover right now because not only is it cool to be a nerd, but everybody's a nerd. I have seen. Sports fans that are so unbelievably nerdy in the sports, like playing fantasy football and the way that they get into fantasy football. Now, I play fantasy football, and I love it. But getting it – the way that they know sports and know sports facts – Right, like everybody is nerdy. It's a different version of being a nerd. Yeah, it's a different version. Some people are nerdy about math or engineering, or uh, you know, there's plenty of of, uh, nerd things that are out there. You know, everybody's everybody's got their vice.
1: And let's just clarify one thing on my point about the mystique of the Han Solo character before all you other uber nerds out there start fucking adding me in the comments and the fucking Instagram page, because don't at me, bro. I can see I can see the argument already coming about. Well, what makes Han Solo unique is his mystique, and we don't need to know about his backstory. And then you can say, well, then if that's the case, why are you so excited about The Mandalorian? What makes Boba Fett cool is his mystique. Yes, that is true. The difference is that we have established in canon through the prequels, for better or worse... An origin or a semi-origin for Boba Fett. We now know that he is the son of he's the son of Django Fett, who the clone army, who the clone army was based on. He was an unaltered clone that grew up, he watched his father die. So again, I I say for better or worse, because that was kind of a, a stupid story, the prequels, you know, whatever. But yeah. we at least know that about Boba Fett. So that makes it interesting to see how do we go from the last time we see Boba Fett holding his dead father's severed head. In in the, the the arena there to him becoming the Boba Fett we all know and love. So that's a different kind of storytelling, and so I think that that'll
0: work. One of the problems that I think uh, surrounding Boba Fett, and, and now I'm a, a big Boba Fett fan, and I was as a kid, I, I loved him uh, like a lot of people out there. Um, and it was uh, you know one of my favorite cards that I had when I was playing decipher <laughs> Star Wars CCG. But uh, no, what is is that Boba Fett? If you look at it objectively, he was literally a character whose fandom was based off of a look, the way he looked, and the mystery behind him of who he is. And that all right? came
1: before Return of the he Jedi. He didn't do anything cool. He didn't do literally <laughs> anything cool. He literally,
0: he, he, he walks in, he, he tracks Han Solo... Right, <laughs> he doesn't fight Han Solo. He shoots a couple times at Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and then misses. he gets he misses, and then gets hit in the back of his jetpack, and he flies into the
1: accidentally, accidentally, the
0: Hut sail barge. Right, the guy doesn't do anything. There's no reason for people to think that he is so cool. But I loved him. I thought he was so yeah. cool, and it was the mystery that surrounded him. And I think that's one of the things that we don't really get enough of in today's culture is that mystery because we're so oversaturated with content and we want content so much and we want to be able to know and we want spoilers and we just we want to know the story we want to see it right what happens at the end of game of thrones what happens at the do they stop the knight's king right you know so so we don't get that mystery behind it where we're a kid who's laying in bed Going through different theories and and creating backstories for Boba Fett in our own minds, so that the character. I
1: never did that. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: okay. (laughs) Did that two hours ago. Uh, So Uh, no, yes. Just so you know, I walked in on him playing it with action figures. And you hit on a really interesting
1: (laughs) point because I think the mystique around certain characters is one thing that um, that horror movies have been missing for a very long time and we're seeing a yeah, resurgence agreed. of it now agreed. Agreed. with movies agreed. like it and the and the Halloween sequel but for a very long time we were getting these god awful horror movies with these these villains that were so in your face and so dumb and it was all shock value like you know like what makes Michael Myers cool the fact that he's 6'10" And doesn't speak and is just a beast. What do you know about his history? Nothing, Nothing. other than he killed yeah. his sister yeah. and he other was an. He that's, a that's all you need zombie. to know. Yeah. That's all you need to know.
0: Which is why the new Halloween movie is doing so well.
1: Yeah, like that's that's good storytelling. That's good storytelling. That's good writing. I hate when when writers feel like they need to to slap you in the face with some kind of exposition. It's like we, you know, who's good at this? Quentin Tarantino. I love having the argument with people about did Mister Pink survive. Yes. I don't know but he doesn't tell you he and he, he specifically does not tell you and I I think I, I think he, I think mr. Pink bites it in the end
0: yeah so there you can hear in the movie that mr. Pink has a shootout with the cops but you don't necessarily think that he, he it doesn't necessarily tell you right. that he doesn't tell you which I love no. however, Mr. Pink is the only one who's the professional, and you, there, it stands to reason that he gets away with the diamonds. Yep. Now, something that I've heard uh, in, in terms of like you know fantasy booking, if you will, or, or fantasy writing and, and, and fantasy stories um, uh, surrounding movies, is that Mr. Pink, because you see uh, Steve Buscemi in Pulp Fiction dressed as the waiter in um, uh, Jackrabbit Slim's, um, before, uh, Uma Thurman and, and, um, um, and John, uh, Travolta. John Travolta have their dance scene. Thank you. I had a brain fart there. Um, so you see him there and he's the one who takes their order, yep. right? So, you know, a lot of people say that it's actually, uh, Ving Rhames soul that's in the briefcase. I think. It's the diamonds that's in the briefcase. I've heard that theory too. I, I, I love I those Quentin the, Tarantino yeah. theories where all the movies are connected. Yeah, well, all connected in one way or another. I love those together. theories. I, I think that's that's one of my favorite like yeah. you know kind of fantasy um, connection stories. Hmm. Um, is that uh, is that Mister Pink survives? He goes into hiding. Yeah. He, he ends up working at Jackrabbit Slim's and he sells the diamonds to yeah to um.
1: Marcellus, uh, Marcellus Wallace. Wallace, yeah. Does he look like a bitch? Does Marcellus? What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Just a, a quick sidebar. If you're if you're like Anthony and I, and you love just dicking around on YouTube for fun, stupid videos to watch, one of the best ones I've seen in the last few months. There's a uh, a sound edit of uh from the venom movie it's the final scene in the venom movie where he's uh the scene from the trailer <laughs> it's a great where he's got meme. the it's guy
0: great he's
1: got the guy in the uh convenience store and he's talking about how he's gonna bite off his arms and his legs and he's like a turd in the wind which is a great scene but some genius took that scene and edited the sound clips uh from samuel jackson's famous uh series of lines where he's talking to the guys in the apartment and like he's like, right does Marcellus Wallace him. look like a bitch? Yeah. Does he look like a what what ain't no country? Either. It's just go watch it. It's like a it's like a two and a half minute clip. It's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. So just if it's, you need like some time to kill. If you're a meme, if you're a meme lord,
0: yeah. definitely go in yeah. yeah. out. Yeah, it's, it's
1: great you if you're it. like sitting on the can, like dropping some hot heat and you just like need a couple minutes to kill on your phone. Like <laughs> that is the best thing. Thank you for there, that great man.
0: visual, Matt. Uh, and uh, eloquent,
1: anytime, as always, you know how you go. So let's shift gears here for a moment, uh, talking about from movies, going back to our second favorite topic, TV, TV yeah. as it relates to comic books. We talked last week about the DC, uh, DC Universe app and the streaming service that comes with it. Um, we talked a little bit about the Titans. We did a review right? of the first two yep. episodes of Titans. And so um, Disney really big
0: fans. I, I absolutely love it. I, I saw the third episode now. And spoilers.
1: Uh, I haven't watched it yet. No, no spoilers. No,
0: no spoilers. I'm, so I'm just telling you. It's it's really. All we, good. All we do is spoilers here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're going to listen to this show, be prepared for spoilers.
1: So prior so prior to to DC releasing their app, uh, Disney had already announced their plans to release their streaming service. It obviously has not come out yet. It's supposed to drop sometime in 2019, but they've already announced. A number of different TV shows that are going to be uh, produced as original content for the streaming service. Among them are a Scarlet Witch limited series, a Loki limited series, both of which we've touched on. This week, the news came out that they are, and I, I can't, I, I, I feel like I feel like Ric Flair after he won the after he won the fucking Royal Rumble. I say this with a tear <laughs> with a in a tear my in eye. In my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life because they announced that they are developing a limited series featuring Bucky and Falcon. Now, that like as a fan, I've talked about my love of buddy cop movies and how I think the buddy cop formula is like one of the greatest formulas for movies I- yeah, in existence. And, and certainly, yeah. I mean, if, it's
0: certainly, especially comedy. We are going
1: to get Action a buddy comedies. cop superhero
0: movie yeah. featuring
1: Falcon and Bucky. And it's going to be fucking great. And
0: my only question is, why has it taken so long to be able to get here? Right? Right? Like, we have the team movies and the crossovers, and oh, it's great. But all so I want good. is a buddy cop superhero show, and this is just... You know, it really has the
1: makings to be really, really. Because cool. you got a taste of it in Civil War, and it was so great in Civil War. Right, with are bickering back. Yeah, because and and they're, they're they're competing for Steve's friendship. You know, and it's like he's it. He's in the back seat, and Bucky's like, "Can you move the seat up a little bit?" And Falcon's just like, "Nah." <laughs> like, and they get webbed down. By someone who's like, "I hate you." <laughs> like, it's just, it's so, it's it's gonna be so fucking good. Yeah,
0: when he's like, "Can you move your seat up yeah. a little bit?" And he, he goes, "No." Nope. 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 <laughs>
1: So I'm really excited about this, but now let's talk let's talk theories and fucking conspiracy theories surrounding Avengers 4. Uh-oh. Is Bucky or Falcon going to be Captain America when this series comes out?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that— No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Bucky or Falcon, take your pick. The answer is not both. Who is it going to be? Oh, Oh,
0: who's it going to be? So, Because it's obviously clear that one of them is going to end up as yeah, Captain Yeah, because we, we
1: know that Steve Rogers is going to die. It's been very highly publicized that Chris Evans has filmed his last scene as Captain America. That was big news a couple weeks ago. So they're going to pass the mantle on to one or the other because in the comics, they both, both. Are, they Captain both America, are Captain right, America. Right, at, at one, point one point or another. Yeah, so who's movie. it going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I knew who I want it to be. I know who I think it's going to be. You tell me.
0: Uh, I mean, you know what, what I think would be funny is if they both try and become Captain America, and, and almost, almost uh, like, uh, and I'm going to throw They're in like tryouts. <laughs> I'm going to throw, throw in a professional ref, wrestling reference here. With uh, a few years ago, with Team Hell No, Kane and Daniel oh. Bryan, when they were like, "I am the tag team champions," right, <laughs> arguing over who is the better wrestler in their tag team, saying that one of them was the reason that they were the tag team champions. Uh, and I think that I think that it could be something where they argue about it and they go back and forth, where one of them, no, no I'm Captain America, no, I'm Captain America. <laughs> no, no, no well, I think that would be funny. I, I don't think that's the 100% the way it's going to go. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, in terms of Captain America, he's got a military background and he's not a villain. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Falcon on this one.
1: Oh, see, you're an asshole. You're you're so incorrect about that. It is going to be. It is 100% going to be Bucky. Um, not just because that Bucky was the better version of Captain America in the comic books. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, it just—the way they've established Bucky and Cap's relationship and the, the, the journey that Bucky has had as a character. Because let's be serious. Falcon is, is badass in, in the MCU. I absolutely love what they've done with this character. I think it's been phenomenal. But in terms of a, a really deep, life-altering character arc— Bucky, Bucky's character arc, maybe more so than any other character in the MCU, his character arc from when we first saw him to where he is now absolutely takes the cake, in my opinion. He starts out as Cap's partner... No powers, no super super soldier serum. He thinks he dies. Comes back as straight villain, winter soldier. They play through that thing where he kind of is like unsure of what's going on. Then you have civil war. He's on the run and he starts to like have that moment of clarity. And then you have him like full on hiding out in Wakanda and he's like full on hero. And it's like, I, it it, it just makes the most sense to me for, for Bucky to be Cap. I I think it would be
0: cool. I, I really did enjoy in the comic books when Bucky took over and was Captain America for the time. Um, but I, I'm not gonna lie. I liked when Falcon was as well. Go oh, shut up!
1: No, stop it. I think, I think. No, it was so bad. It was so stupid. <laughs> it was so fucking dumb. I, I liked it. I thought it was good, man. This is like my opinion. Yo, well, your opinion is like wrong, man. Because it was. It was so. It was so forced. Falcon becoming Captain America. I get why they did it. We're not gonna touch on that right now because we don't talk about politics. It was so fucking forced, and it was so just like. Oh, it just like it. It's it so rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, when, I when, mean, it, it
0: was it was definitely a strange story. And um, and anyone who's out there, you know, if you're interested, I would definitely go, encourage you to go and pick up the trade paperbacks for it. But, um, you know, I, I, when, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think it was bad. And I think it ticks a lot of boxes. I think that it, you know, in, in today's, you know, politically correct culture, I think it ticks a lot of boxes. But that's the problem. Well, but, you know, not only do we talk about the quality of movies, but we talk about the business end of movies, right? So when you're creating the business end, you know, you want to have it be something that is going to is gonna is gonna have more appeal to a wider audience, right? And what's wrong with, with having it in African-American Captain America? I think that it's something that's really cool. And to see... Uh, You know, an African-American Captain America, I think it would be a a really cool thing. You know, he just has to ditch the wings. Don't have the wings.
1: See, I totally agree. There's nothing wrong with having a black Captain America. The problem is, at least as far as the comics are concerned, when you try to force that at the expense of good storytelling. So let's look at how these both played out. So when Bucky became Captain America, it was one of the most natural progressions of somebody – Taking up the mantle of another hero that I've ever seen, and it was brilliant storytelling because it was in yeah. the wake, it yeah. was in the wake of Civil War, right? right? And Captain America, Captain death. America had had just been killed, and and prior yeah. to Civil War, if you read if you read Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America, leading up to Civil War, yeah. it is one is is an Eisner Award winning uh, storyline. It spans like like fifty issues. It's one of the best. Captain America storylines I've ever read and it's all about the Winter Soldier and and Cap and Bucky's relationship But does it
0: make sense to have a, a somebody that has been so vilified and like yeah, I guess you put him under the mask and so nobody knows who he is, right? And so – Well, no, but that's know. what
1: but that's what made it good because what made it good was that when after Captain America died, you find out that he left a letter for Tony Stark to give to Bucky, which was even – that in and of itself was really powerful because yeah. he left the letter for Tony Stark yeah. even after the events of Civil War. Yeah. And in the letter, he doesn't – say it in so many words but he says it that he wants Bucky to carry on his legacy as Captain America and there's a couple issues where Bucky's like no like I'm I I can't do this I I, I'm going to suck at it I'm not the same person that Steve Rogers was and he eventually gets talked into doing it and it just feels like such a natural progression whereas when Falcon becomes Captain America.
0: It, it does feel forced.
1: It, it feels does. very forced. And he's
0: forced. got the wings still, and you know that he's not Captain America. You know right. that it's just Falcon. he's Captain Falcon. Yeah, he's Falcon dressed as Captain yeah. America. And to and to be fair, and, and to yeah. be fair, the yeah, climate that's a, good point. That's a the, very
1: good point. The climate of everything else happening in Marvel Comics at the time when Falcon became Captain America was very different than when Bucky became Captain America, because when Bucky became Captain America, it was very tumultuous in the wake of Civil War and Dark Reign was happening. It was a very different time. The whole reason that Falcon became Captain America, or one of the main reasons, was because they, they did some convoluted Marvel-esque storyline where Captain America, like, lost the super soldier serum and he started to age rapidly. Right. And he literally could not be Captain America anymore. Right. And basically what the storyline boils down to is like, oh, eh, might as well have Falcon do it. Because right. Falcon wants to be Captain America. Like, and it, it just felt so fucking forced and so fucking dumb. Like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the same way, like, as... Kamala Khan, who was the um, the newest Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel, I think they call her. Her progression into the mantle of Miss Marvel was completely natural. It was very different, um, and it wasn't forced. So that's why. And again, I agree with you. I don't think he was a. I don't think Falcon was a bad Captain America. I just think when you compare him to Bucky's run as Captain America, there's just no comparison. Like Bucky's run was just so much better.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it. It Bucky's run was definitely really, really good, and and it was a, just an absolutely incredible storyline. You really hit the nail in the head, and. Bucky is a super soldier, right? Like, yeah. Whereas Falcon is not. He's just a regular guy. Right. This is why
1: they kept him with the wings. Right. He's stupid. Just,
0: he happens to have, you know, really cool technology. He's got cool wings and he's a great soldier. He can talk to birds. You know, uh, apparently he can talk to birds. But um, but he doesn't, he's not really anything else, right? And he's just, so he wouldn't really make sense as Captain America. Whereas Bucky. Who has had some super soldier serum, and he's got the robotic arm, and he's just an incredibly well trained soldier. Like you know, it makes much more sense; it's much more believable. So I, you know, yeah. what I, you know, I, as much as I think that they're going to go with Falcon, I would prefer it if they went with Bucky.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that I think they're probably going to go with Falcon, just given the climate we live in. But yeah. Bucky is just a much better choice, and that's just a Yeah, fact. and
0: it'll create the better story, in my yeah. opinion. Which is, at the end of the day, that's really what you want, is, is to have a
1: better story. Exactly. So, so that's our opinion on that. There are some other rumors that are coming out around Avengers 4. Which, Avengers 4, this might be the biggest news, for me at least. Oh, it's been yeah. confirmed that sometime next month or I guess next month, I guess November, supposedly. Yeah, November, November. November so say November, sometime point, in yeah. November, the first trailer for Avengers four is coming out. And that's, wow. you know what? That's, that's all we're gonna say about it. Yeah. Because I can't get we can't get into the fucking theories and no, hype train I just. Think that
0: we yet. should get into the hype train, right? Okay. This is exactly why Boba Fett is a cool character, right? Because people got so into the hype train of who is Boba Fett, right? What is the trailer going to have? What is it gonna have in it? Is it gonna is it gonna be cool? How much is Thanos gonna be in there? Are they gonna introduce new characters? Is there gonna be another villain? Why does how does it get reversed, right? How do they undo the snap? You know,
1: like, Here's what I'm really excited about. Um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow posted a photo, oh, and, yeah. and I, I don't I don't follow her on Instagram. Okay, I got this from a different source. Thank you very much. She posted a photo of her from the set of Avengers Four. It's like her face and a little bit of her neck and shoulders, and she's clearly wearing something that is not civilian clothing. And people are speculating that it's the rescue armor, that she's yeah. going to take up the persona of rescue for Avengers 4. Yeah. And I got to say, I think that's pretty cool for two reasons. One, because it, it really brings her character into the fold a lot more than she's, she's been. But two, it, it can really potentially close... A big plot hole that that Iron Man three left lingering because if yeah, you remember the I end of Iron Man say, three,
0: yeah, she had the extremists, right? She was she was part of the extremist uh, projects um, and experiments, and she had the extremist powers. So, and then they just left it. And yeah. in none of the movies does she ever have it? Right. And, they never and really... it could, she walks out of the fire. She and it could be it a done, really you know? cool
1: story arc where you could say, like, she's had these abilities the, the entire time since Iron Man 3, but she doesn't want to be a hero like Tony Stark is. So she just hasn't done anything with them. But now, because half of the universe is dead, she has to be. Yeah. And that would be cool to me. Yeah,
0: I think it would be really cool. I think it would be really cool to see the rescue armor, to see a female Iron Man. You know, we we had War Machine, which was awesome. We even had him dress up as the Iron Patriot, which I wasn't a fan of. I wish he had just stayed as the War Machine because he comes back later on in the other movies as War Machine. He yeah. doesn't stay as Iron Patriot, right? And, and Iron Patriot is from my absolute all-time favorite Marvel storyline, Dark Reign. Um, I absolutely love it. It is uh, 100% the coolest thing that I think that they can do, which I think from what I've, I've heard that if, if they're doing Rescue, Rescue came in – during that storyline came yep. in during yep. it was like right before Dark Reign. Yep. It was during um, I want to say maybe right at the end of Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, yeah. Um, but it was right when Norman Osborn was creating Hammer instead of Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right at the beginning of the Dark Reign storyline that they had Rescue, and I, you know, I thought it was really awesome. I thought you know I thought it was really cool to see. I even liked it when they did it her in the Ultimate Universe know you know I you know, I, I you know I'm excited I think that it could be a really cool element uh, to, to add to the movies um, and I hope she dies <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's put can we can we just once one more time let's Put Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. Oh, what's
1: in the box? What's in, what's the, in the box? box? <laughs> what's in the box? Put her head in a box. Did you see that she she was she was that for Halloween last year? Which is awesome. It was fucking so brilliant. Yeah.
0: amazing. She's just such a cool like. Yeah. I mean, politics aside, again, we don't get into politics yeah. on this show, so her opinion and politics aside, um, you know, she has some very cool uh, aspects to her. Yeah, you can
1: never take yourself too seriously. That be yeah, the, yeah don't don't take yourself too seriously
0: right. right
1: yeah so so yeah no so i think that there's i mean we could we could talk for 2 hours just on what could possibly happen in Avengers 4 so right and
0: what's going to be included I, in the trailer i right
1: i honestly can't say anything until i see the first trailer because there are literally 17,000 different ways that they can take this fucking story. All of them I think are good. So you know like. Yeah. We just got to wait and see at this point. Yeah man. we just got to wait and see. You it's know. Fucking, it's think, out there. And I think it's going to
0: be exciting. I think it's going to be really exciting. To just have this wonder in us. Of what it's going to be. And then to see the trailer. Um, and to. Uh, and and then to see you know. What they're going to have in the next movie. You know hot take. I, I was actually having a conversation. With uh, my, uh, my cousin. About this. Um, is. Avengers Infinity War, the Empire Strikes Back of our generation, or of this generation. Because Empire Strikes Back being the Empire Strikes Back of our generation, but of, of the, yeah. this generation, right?
1: I it, mean, Infinity War is the greatest it, movie ever made, so yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was so good. <laughs> it
0: was so captivating. It has a sad ending, you know, a really dark ending where the heroes get so far and all. I mean, it's it has so many... Um, so many ties where you can you can relate it to Empire Strikes Back. And I, and I, I 100% agree with that. I, I think that um, Avengers Infinity War is the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean... Now, will Avengers 4... 4- be the return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh, 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 so, like, ar- like, I, arguably, right? Everyone, a- everyone talks about how good the original. It's gonna be the Empire was. Strikes Back part two. And, and let's, let's talk about this because I know that we. Uh, I think. Oh, actually, I think it was in the lost episodes. But um, <laughs> spoiler, uh, uh, alert. spoiler alert! For lost episodes. Try and find those when we uh, when we try to come out. We'll talk about those later on down the road. But. Um, uh, uh the Star Wars movies were really uh, like they rode on the back of Empire Strike's back. 100%. Like it was one of like the whole the, the the fandom, the everything, like the first movie was really, really good. The second movie was incredible, almost perfect, and and now arguably
1: <laughs> <laughs> Return of
0: the Jedi, objectively. Even though when I was a kid it was my favorite movie because I saw it all the time and I love the green lightsaber not um, not the best movie Ewoks I was just going to say the fucking, I mean, Ewoks, the fucking Ewoks like just throwing rocks at stormtroopers who have armor on <laughs> they are they're, they're, they're throwing rocks and they're
1: like rocks when
0: they use the logs you know the giant trees to like smash which 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 we're supposed to believe that Ewoks got two giant redwood trees like up in like Ewoks Ewoks could do that? <laughs> they could put those in the th- and they just had them waiting just so just so that they would smash together like what they would they do that on the fly you know like come yeah, on. Totally.
1: Come on. It only takes like 10 minutes to put together, man. Yeah. Like, So what I'm uh, hoping... Actually,
0: uh, actually, actually, the Ewoks, um, they are able to work together in packs. No, I, I don't know, dude. But uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi, uh, objectively not the greatest movie of all time. And so I hope that despite Avengers Infinity War being the empire of, our genera- of this generation, uh, I'm hoping that Avengers 4... Uh, is not oh oh and they I have mean, officially released the title of Avengers four. Have we talked about that? Wait,
1: no, we didn't. I missed that. Yeah, they've officially released. the What's the title? Annihilation. Are you sure about that? Are you bullshitting me? I call it bullshit. I don't care. I don't recall that's reading I, that. That's
0: what I heard.
1: I heard. You know, I seen it, man, but I don't recall like fucking. Well, we'll get back to you on that one. I'm not sure I believe that. Yeah, I mean, maybe
0: that's just rumors and innuendo, but uh, i I, I heard a that it's rumor. going to be called uh,
1: Avengers Annihilation. So, in the spirit of talking about a good trailer, let's talk about a trailer that's actually been released that uh, Anthony and I are, are, are pretty fucking hyped for. Trailer came out last week for uh, Reign of the Supermen. Yeah. Now, let's, let's get one thing... Crystal fucking clear out of the gate. Oh, 100%. This is not a live action DCEU movie. No. Because live action DCEU movies suck big fat dick. This is a DC animated movie. Which, and are, DC animated for the most movies. are awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Really, so really. This amazing. is a direct sequel to The Death of Superman, which came out, gonna last say year? earlier this year, maybe last year. I honestly don't remember. Um, and it's part of a – there. so DC is now building a a shared – so a lot of the DC animated movies that have come out over the years, they've all been just one-off individual movies. Lately, as of late, DC has now put out, I want to say, three or four movies, animated movies, all in a same shared animated universe, and, and they just – they, they're so good. They're so fucking good. I I, can't, I I just can't believe that the same parent company that puts out these animated movies is also putting out the live-action movies. They're night and fucking day. So let's talk about this trailer.
0: Yeah, the, the trailer looks really awesome, uh, save for a few elements. Um, uh, but uh, the trailer looks really awesome. The the Death of Stup- Superman... Stuperman, Stuperman, Stuperduperman. <laughs> uh, the 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 death of Superman movie that they did, the animated movie was um, really really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it straight away from the comic books, which I, I always like. I like when they take the story, um, stick with the feel of the story, but create their own original story. It worked. Because, it worked. Yeah, it really did work, and it was really really cool the way that it, it came to uh, to life. Um, and the characters that they had and and blending it in with the other animated movies flashpoint and uh, justice League versus teen Titans and, and a lot of the others uh, doom and yeah, yeah. some of the others so but I'm really excited I mean it, it looks like I mean they, they're doing superboy right it looks
1: like they're doing steel like Iron man yeah a little kind bit of. yeah a little bit so which looks really cool and different and what I really like about it is how they're they seem to insinuate in the trailer that they're ripping Cyborg Superman directly from the comics where he's saying, I am Superman. Like, uh, he believes that he is Superman. Yes. And, and, I, and yes. I love that element. They also have Eradicator. So they have everybody from the classic storyline from the 90s after the death of Superman. Um, and it, it, it's Steel. It's the young Superboy. It's the clone. Um, and it's Eradicator. And it is um, Cyborg, Cyborg Superman. Superman. Yeah. And it looks – incredible go yeah, watch it
0: and and uh on that point to talk about cyborg superman who's one of my favorite villain characters in comic books i i love cyborg superman arguably the most interesting storyline is the death and return of superman it is the most interesting uh superman storyline that's ever been written um and that's hard to do yeah and it, it is because he's such a godlike character right yeah uh, and that's what he's meant to be but anyway uh, Cyborg Superman. I mean, he influenced and his destruction that he rained down um, upon the the DC world at that time. It 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 rippled. Yeah. So I mean, he destroyed Coast City, which is why Green Lantern ends up going crazy and then becoming the Parallax. Right. It's 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 one of the things where it really it rippled. It's what brings Monger um, uh, into. Uh, yep. Uh, into the storyline and into the fold, right? And he was just, he's such a cool villain. He's such a cool bad guy. Um, I don't like the way that they've done his, the way he looks in Reign of the Superman. Um, but I'm just uh, picking nits here, you know? I'm just picking nits. And, uh, well, because you're
1: not a Superman fan or anything. Yeah, no, no, not at all. But um, he has, a you Superman know, tattoo he just, he, he, anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, well, <laughs> I goddamn right, I do. <laughs> yes,
1: uh, Where we're pride.
0: Where we're pride, man. Uh, doesn't Bon Jovi too? Doesn't Bon Jovi does he really? I think so. I'm
1: pretty sure. I, 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 I
0: believe that. I don't, I don't know. Really. Braun Strowman does though. Damn it, oh, uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman. Anyway, so Got I don't like. Hands. I don't like the way that Super, Cyborg Superman looks in the animated film. I, I, they make him look too much like a robot and not enough like. Superman, not enough human, and wearing the actual Superman outfit. I wish they would have him wearing more of the costume and less looking like a robot. Like, he has the kind of, like, quarter face, but even that, like, he's supposed to have more than that. It's supposed to be, like, mostly a one-third face, I guess. Uh, I
1: it's actually supposed to be a one-third face? I'm
0: nitpicking here, right? <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, I, I really think that it could... Um, Uh, I really think it's going to be a great movie, Um, and certainly I think that they are doing Cyborg Superman a lot better than fucking Supergirl did it. Cyborg Superman. And Supergirl. Oh yeah! I, I just watched the episode. The one where, bad
1: part about Supergirl. You know,
0: just watched the episode where Cyborg Superman comes in, and it is so dumb. He looks it's, like fucking Kano.
1: He, he's so dumb. He doesn't look like <laughs> Superman at all.
0: He's, he's not Superman. It has nothing. He, he just, looks like Kano. He just has a metal patch on, on his eye. Henshaw. Like it's so dumb. <laughs> like I just, I, I, I like, I like, I literally groaned when it happened.
1: Yeah, and no, I'm with you on that one. As good as Super, as, as good as Supergirl season two is. The cyborg Superman reveal is is a uh, pretty fucking stupid. I'm with you on that one. Yeah,
0: and, and it's such a letdown because Supergirl has been such a good show. It's such a cool thing that like when you go in and watch, you know, this album and and he's a like, oh comes out. He's like, I am cyborg Superman. You know? Yeah. Oh, so so dumb. Just so dumb.
1: So. Let's get into the review portion of the show, because the show is called Ready, Set, Review. So every week, we're going to give you a review of something different. Last couple weeks, it was a movie. This year, yeah. So this week, we're going to give you a review of an album that just dropped late last week oh, by so a fucking phenomenal band like they they've been called the sorry, so, hey, let me back up a second on this one. We saw this band a couple weeks ago.
0: Yes. They saw them at a
1: legendary venue, yeah, the Stone, Stone Pony, Pony in here Asbury, Asbury Park, Park, New Jersey. And at one point the lead singer was up there talking to the crowd and he said something that really resonated with me. He said, "Critics have been calling us picture this in like a little like British accent. He said, "Critics have been calling us the saviors of rock and roll." And what I say to that is Rock and roll don't need no saving, and I was like, yeah. "Thank you." Yeah. The band we're talking about is the Struts. They just dropped their second album last week. It's called "Young and Dangerous," and goddamn, is it good! Yeah, it
0: really is good. It's it's just uh, like their their last album was amazing, and then this one is just right there with them. Yeah, this one is. I mean, so-
1: this one really hits me because – so the first album, if you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. It's called Everybody Wants. The first album is very rooted – every song is very rooted in classic blues-based rock and roll. Very classic blues-based rock and roll from England, which is where these guys are from. It's like a different type of blues rock and roll. And it has just the right elements of pop that you want in there. It's very evocative of, um, of Queen and uh, and very evocative of David Bowie and bands like that. It's a lot of blues-based rock, but it has a lot of those like pop elements to it. Yeah, now and, the, and I mean,
0: the, Luke Spiller, the lead singer yeah. of the band, is I mean, he's absolutely incredible, and he's just a great frontman to have. I mean, he is he's he's very similar to a Freddie Mercury. No, like, he
1: is Freddie Mercury. Dude, he's, he's a like, modern. They Freddie are Mercury. they are a
0: modern-day queen if I've ever seen one, and they're just they rock. They have great. They have great fast rock songs. They have great yep. hard rock songs. They've got good ballads and slow songs as well. And it's just, um, yeah, just an absolutely phenomenal band that we. I couldn't encourage you more. Go check out their music if you're into rock and roll at all. Definitely check out the Struts and definitely go um, uh, and check out their new album.
1: So what's great about the new Struts album too is that it goes. It takes all of the things that make the Struts great. And just turns them to fucking 11. So there is such a heavy Queen influence on this album. Everything is, everything is, I, I, I'll give you fair warning for those of you that might not like what I'm about to say. It is a lot poppier than their first album. Yeah, it is a lot poppier. It's, it's still is. firmly rooted in that rock and roll where they where they came from. And I think the one song that really sort of epitomizes the whole album is In Love With The Camera. Um, so that's probably my favorite song on the album, even though yeah. I know that songs like "Body Talks" and yeah, uh, "Body you Talks" know,
0: and "Prima Donna" right
1: are like their big yeah. hits right now, and they are on that album too. I'm gonna tell you, "In Love with the Camera" is probably the best song on the album. So go out and listen to it if you're a fan of anything in that glam era, anything Queen, David Bowie, New York Dolls, even so far as say Iggy Pop and Alice Cooper, guys like that. This is the Struts. Just take all of that and put it into one performance and one album and Young and Dangerous is a great fucking album. And you have to go listen to it.
0: Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, and uh, and, uh, and let us know what you think. You know, let us know if you hate it. Let us know why do you hate it. You know, what's what what don't you like about it? We're yeah. we're both big fans of the Struts. Um, if you and, if you uh, if you
1: hate it if you hate it just and stop.
0: is it is it just is it just because you don't like rock and roll or is it just because you know look we have, your opinion
1: is your opinion we respect your opinion You Even know it's so wrong. We, yeah, well, you know, if you don't like the Struts new album, just stop listening to our show. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you, okay? like listening to our show. Fucking
0: assholes. Always listen. (laughs) So Luke Spiller,
1: the lead singer of the Struts, struts astonishingly similar to Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm. Freddie Mercury Mm -hmm. is the subject of a new movie that is coming out this weekend about the band Queen. It's called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, Also coming out this weekend is uh, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. So let's talk real quick about who's going to win the week, because last week... Anthony and I were both right, again, <laughs> shocking, shocking, that uh, Halloween, Halloween won the weekend. weekend. Fucking around. obviously, it was Halloween yeah. weekend, and the movie is great. Like So, of course, it won the weekend. It came in with like $35, 36000000 on weekend, yeah. two, which is great for a horror movie. So, who's going to win this weekend, Anthony? What do you say? between this, So, there are obviously other movies coming out this week. In yeah, terms the, of movies that are going to hit the box office big, these are the top two. So, who's going to win?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, these are the uh, the top two movies that are hitting the box office this week. Now, is it, the, the question is, is it going to be a new movie? movie coming out that wins the weekend or is it going to be a repeat from one of the old movies yep. right so one of the movies that i've been dying to see is uh, bad times at the el royale right it looks really really cool it's got a star-studded cast of so just a great some great characters in it and it looks very much like identity which is one of my favorite movies i, I absolutely love that movie um but as far as this weekend goes i i, I mean halloween's over Yep. Right. I, I don't think that Halloween is going to take it. I nope. don't think that the horror movie, I think that people are now getting into, you know, the holiday spirit. They want to feel like, you know, holidays. They want to yep. start feeling good. I, I, I got to say Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: So so you, you said that people are feeling the holidays, yet you chose the non Christmas movie to win the week. OK, that's Good, good, good. Good train of thought there. Yeah, because um, they want to feel happy. Yeah, is no, yeah. not gonna make them feel happy. Yeah, no, you're okay. So you're an idiot. Um, so, so here, so for the first week, for the first week, Anthony and I are gonna disagree on who's gonna win the week. Oh, controversy! Here. Yep, I think that Nutcracker and the Four Realms is gonna win the week, and here's why. I, here uh, two reasons. I'll tell you two reasons right now. A, it's a Disney movie. It's, it's a Disney movie. Yeah. And B, as we all know, in the climate we live in, once Halloween is over. It's already Christmas. Fuck Thanksgiving. Fuck November. Fuck everything else fall. It's 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 Christmas. I was in I was in Lowe's the other day and they were there were fucking and this was before I was in Lowe's before Halloween. Two days before Halloween. And there was Christmas decorations and shit out already. So one hundred percent People are in the holiday spirit already. Fucking good for them. Jolly fucking ho! Nutcracker in the Four Realms is gonna win the weekend.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, it, it's it's really funny when you're just constantly wrong about things. You know, it's it's it's, it's you know, I, I can't wait to just rub this in your face when uh, Bohemian Rhapsody takes it, dude. Freddie Mercury. It's got a it's got the big movie feel. It's out there. It's had a ton of publicity. You know, the, the marketing, I've never even heard of this Nutcracker movie. You know, maybe it's just because I don't have kids and I'm not really that into Disney movies. But I mean, you know, come on, Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury, the Wembley Stadium scene. It's going to be, it's going to, you know, what's more rock and roll, dude? Like, I want to go see it. Although, 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 uh, it has been getting bad reviews. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't even think that's the reason it's going to lose. I think Nutcracker, I, I think it's going to make a ton of money. I think Nutcracker's is just gonna make more. I
0: mean, what so, what, are the, uh, what are the things that could get in the way? The only the other thing that's happening this weekend is the uh, UFC fight with uh, Daniel Cormier.
1: Yeah, but I'm telling you, man, never underestimate the power of a Disney movie and and that that, that parents want to take their kids to. So, um, so who's who's gonna win the week? Yeah, let us is stop. it gonna be me or Anthony? Tune in next week. Yeah. Same bat time. Same, same bat, bat channel. channel. Go on Instagram. Like our shit. Go yeah, on give our, us a like. Yeah. Go download. New, uh, go like. Go subscribe, listen. Subscribe, Hit the bell. Yeah. Make sure you get all the updates. But uh, and don't yeah. and don't and don't comment about how much you like DC movies because you're you're fucking wrong. Goodbye.